Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Outsiders. I'm Seth Austin. And I'm Todd Pickering. We're a couple of actors stuck on the outside, trying to make our way to the inside of The Biz. Hollywood, baby. <laughs> that, yeah, I don't, yeah. Let's just move on from We're that. We're moving on because, from that one, yeah. Because um, <laughs> Hollywood's opening, man. It's so official. they say... Um, yeah, so there hasn't really been any major new news as far as the reopening is concerned, but I know that a friend of mine, who was it? Todd, was it you? Did you, did you get an email from your agent about that was me. Something? I did. I, I, I got an email from my agent. I was going to relook at it before we did this episode, but honestly, um, I read it like three times cause you know, I wasn't sure if it was personally addressed to me. It was a group email. The bottom line is it's, um, you know, uh, June, second to last week of June, and Hollywood's opening up and the auditions are starting to trickle in. So, um, you know, that's what that email is all about. Oh, whoa, Seth, we got to give them our email. We do have to give them our email. Thank you for that, Todd. Uh, if you would like to communicate with us in any way, shape, or form, please, please, please email us at the Outsiders Biz, that's B I Z at gmail.com that's any, the what that's the outsiders biz at gmail.com that's the um, outsiders biz at gmail.com in case See, you didn't get that. i interrupted oh. you Terrible. yeah that's fine but uh and stick around uh at the end we're going to do our tips that's going to be our thing from now on we're going to give tips at the end of every show um yes yeah, so we're stick forcing around you for to that. listen we are forced we are twisting your, your your Angelino, hopefully Angelino arm to listen. Oh, they could um, listen to this anywhere, Seth. They could listen to this anywhere, but you know, you got to get to Hollywood, right, Todd? Shouldn't everyone be here? Well, no, that's not necessarily true. There's plenty of other good production towns, but there um, are. But I mean, you know, we're in Hollywood, so that's what this is about. And that's so, what it's all I mean, about. these people could be anywhere. They could be at the University of Nebraska in Lincoln studying theater. They could be oh, at the University goodness. of Richmond. Who studies Wait, at places like that? Who went to the University of Richmond that I know? Uh, when I went there, it was called the University of Rich Kids. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> um, because, you know, everyone has names like that for their school. It was, it was, that's where I went. It was, it is in Virginia. Um, it is a small private school. Um, and I fell into the theater department there and I focused on da, 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 acting. Um, did, you, did you enter the University of Richmond as a theater major? Good question. I did not. Um, so my parents, first of all, it's an expensive school, right? And I was able okay. to get, I was able to get some free money. I did very well in high school and I applied for, for scholarships and things and I didn't graduate with all that much debt. Nevertheless, my parents were paying for me to go there uh, a bit, a little bit, and uh, they they didn't necessarily love the idea of me getting just a theater degree at least, right? Yes. So no I, does. yeah. So, and and I was practically minded at that point as well. Sure. I no. So when know. you said you were very good in high school, are you saying yeah. good grades? Right. I, I had good grades okay. in high school. Thank you for helping me clarify. Um, here yeah, and so I did. I did well enough in high school that I, you know, some of the colleges that I applied to, I was able to get some free money, some scholarships. And uh, that was great because I only graduated with about $33,000 worth of debt, which for a school like, or any school these days, 
uh, is, is, you know, right. That's great. That's nothing. Um, so I went in not intending to be a theater major necessarily. Uh, so I, I got into the leadership studies program first and you um, did, you, you wanted to be a theater major. I'm looking at you as you're talking. <laughs> you said not initially, but let's get to it. You did, right? You, you pulling me out, Todd. Yeah, um, had- yeah, no, that's absolutely right. So very early on, I remember I had just gotten out of the meeting with my academic advisor. Now my academic advisor just uh, so happened to be the dance teacher at the school. Now there was a very small dance program. So when I say the dance teacher, I mean, there was only two dance teachers and she was the main one. She'd been a professional dancer for a big chunk of her life. Her name is Myra Dowling, lovely woman. I'm still Facebook friends with her. Oh, cool. So yeah, so we had this, this meeting at, like you do with your academic advisor. And um, at the end of it, she's like, hey, Seth, are you going to go audition for the, for the new faces plays? And I'm not doing her accent any justice, but what was her accent? Where was it she, was this she sounded American. It was this lovely, like light Southern Virginia accent. Uh, y'all can do a Southern accent. Seth. I, I can do one, but it's, that really wasn't hers. Or, you know what I mean? Like I was trying to do more like her authentic one, but I could do just like a generic one. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, any rate, <laughs> any rate. So, so how many days was that into school? That was like all pretty much at the very beginning. That was like right at, at the, yeah, it was the first week, I think, because that's when you meet with your academic advisor to figure out what classes you're going to take. Um, I, I think I signed up before. I don't understand that. But whatever. This is, this is the University of Richmond. I'm learning no, too. I was already signed up, but you can also switch at that point, right? So it's to figure out okay. like what you're taking and then if you're going to switch, right? Right. Um, so she asked me if I'm going to go to this audition. And I was like... An audition I mean, for what? Say it again. For the... So, Okay, so this this it was a an evening of one acts. It was called okay. it is called New Faces, and it was for students who had never been in what they called a main stage production. Okay. Um, state main stage productions were directed uh, and produced by the faculty, um, with the right. students you know, with the students doing the acting and, and the production positions and and all that. Um, whereas then then there was student theater, and student theater was a hundred percent student produced. So this New Faces Night of One Acts uh, was 100% student produced and it was for students who had never been in a main stage play. So, so they could be a sophomore, for example. They just have never oh, been in a play. Absolutely. They could be any year. They could be a senior. It could be for anybody who, is, who had never been on the main stage. And um, so- But I would assume most of them were freshmen. Yeah, most of the time were freshmen. Absolutely. Um, and there were people who did New Faces two years in a row. Um, because as long as you hadn't been in a main stage play, oh, okay, could, yeah, yeah, yeah. Could, so as long, yeah. so if you're still not getting cast, you can do it a second time. It's not okay, exactly one and done. Got exactly. it. Exactly. So what I what's interesting is I can say with much honesty that the very I, I still wasn't 100 percent sold on going to audition for this, but her asking me and kind of nudging me in that direction, I was like, I'm all right. I'm going to go do it. So it was cold reads. Which let me say, this is where I interrupt. Per our conversation, I think it boils down a lot of time to being, to, to having a mentor, to having somebody that you connect with to encourage you. And this is another reason people out there, because I'm digressing and leaving Seth and talking to you, wh- why it's important to study just so you can develop some self-esteem and some, some uh, confidence. That is a Very great un- point. Great point, Todd. And the mentorship thing is something we'll talk about at, at, at a certain Always. point because I am looking for a mentor currently myself. That's oh. 
perhaps another topic for another time. Um, so what was that? What was that like? I just like, just everybody knows Seth's looking for a mentor. I'll, yeah. I'll mentor you if you need, <laughs> if you need an emergency mentor, I'm here for you. An emergency. Oh my God. Mentor. It's an emergency. How do I say this line? Oh my God. Yeah, I'll call me <laughs> I wake up, up in the cold sweat in the middle of the mentor. night. Should I cross Again. on this? Which way, which, which side of the camera should I look to mentor? <laughs> It, it's helpful, all joking aside, but let's oh, stay yeah. focused on, yeah. on this um, new, new Faces night. New Faces is what it was so called. So when did you audition? The first week, second week? What did you have to do for your audition? It was a cold read. Um, okay. You went in and you picked up scripts that were sitting outside the audition. You okay. read them over. And uh, you, you went in, you auditioned uh, for all of, the, all of the directors of all of the plays at once. And you said these weren't faculty directors? Who were the directors of these plays? These were, you know, more uh, senior students um, who had been student involved. Student directed. Student directed, 100% st student produced. So these were student directors watching your audition. And I think I read twice, um, two different things. And I walked out of there thinking there might have been some interests, but wasn't sure. I was relaxed, right? I think it was one of those things where I went in super relaxed because I wasn't really planning on going in to begin with. It wasn't something I built up in my head or about I had to do this this thing. So I went in relaxed and, you know, I got cast. Long story short, I got cast. And the my favorite part- So how many part, shows do they do? Because one acts are usually 30 minutes. So I would assume they'd only do like four maximum. Yeah, I think we did five performances. I think we did Thursday through Sunday with two performances on Sunday or something like that. But what I mean is, how many one acts did you do in a night in this? Program? Oh, the the I think it was five one acts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, some was, can be twenty minutes. But I mean, yeah. one acts can be an hour. Um, yeah, the yeah, it has gotten shorter. It has, yeah. And these, I think this was five one acts. Um, so it was like an hour show or something like that. And um, what was your role? Did oh you, my goodness! How, did you get a, did you, was there nudity involved? Was Yeah, it was like a lot of full frontal. I think my crotch was near lots of people's faces. No, there was no nudity. Um, there was no nudity. There was zero nudity. I, but I did get cast in, in a role that I have never, I don't think I've ever played a role like this since. It was a romantic, it was like a rom-com romantic lead type role. Eh? And, but it had a lot of honesty in it too. It was, it was about very simple uh, plot. Uh, a couple, man and woman in this case, uh, uh, are getting a little bit deeper into their relationship. And the woman in the relationship is, it throws out, drops the I love you bomb. And uh, the man in the relationship, myself, doesn't know how to react to this, you know? Well, there's a scenario that we, <laughs> that's common. <laughs> that never happens in real life, does it? Um, age appropriate? I mean, you're 18, 19, was it? Yeah, I mean, it was a little more mature. Sure, but than, I mean, it's they, these weren't fifty-year-olds or something. You know? No, these were you like didn't have spray painted gray hair or have to shave your head. No, unfortunately, man. Did you have hair back then? Uh, yeah, yes, I did. But it, I'll be honest; like, I was losing it already. I, I think wow. I okay. started losing my hair really early. Like, I never had thick hair really, and then I probably but, started to lose it at about that. So, age. were you more castable as a mature? character possibly that they chose you for that honestly yeah that's that is a good point that i had actually never thought of yeah i was losing a little bit of hair like we're doing so i yeah that's that's a really interesting insight how wow, was your co-star she was great she was open she was honest and i'll never forget Anne. she was she was lovely um and we stayed friends after that are you still um, friends no I, we've lost track of each other at this point but um, is she still acting 
I don't think so. I don't think so. Was um, she a theater major? She did not end up being a theater major. No, that was, I think the only theater that she ever did while we were there. So it is people. Ex so it, there are people decide, de deciding and debating whether they want to go into the theater department or acting and I yeah. mean, you know, new faces. Yeah. My school was very casual that way. Like it was a small department. There were only, I think 30 majors and then maybe 20 minors, something like that. So there's that's, only really 50 people in the department. That's still a big theater department. Yeah. It's not tiny. It's not tiny. Um, but you know, not, not, there's a lot of folks do it, just kind of dip in and out, take a couple acting classes or maybe one acting class to see what it's like uh, to fulfill like a gen ed and have fun with right. it. Um, or just because they like doing it in high school, but they don't want to take it any further. And that's, that's totally fine. That was the kind of school that it was. It's at liberal arts colleges, you have that sort of freedom, right. you know, um, which is nice. Um, so yeah, so that was, it was great. But of course, having done that, uh, I got the bug all over again. And uh, especially, you know, I was getting, honestly, I was getting my ego fed, you know, in a, in a couple of different ways. I had my, my sort of growy friends on my, my floor in my dorm telling me like how much Your they bro like friends? Me. Is that what you my, said? Bro yeah, my broy bro. My bro and Got it. Full, full disclosure, I consider myself a bro as well. So nothing against bros. No. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, like I had a couple of people come up and tell me like how, how much they enjoyed it. My one friend, Dickie, I remember like, I really appreciated his opinion. He was a very feeling very deep thinking guy and um, he really liked it. And a couple other people told me the same thing. You know, one dude told me how much it touched him, you know, the, the picture of the relationship that these two people had on stage. And I really enjoyed all over again, the connection with the audience and, and with my, my scene partner and all that. And that just kind of, it springboarded me back into the, into the world. And I, I ended up being a, a theater major eventually starting the following year. I, I, was take, I took classes that whole first year in the theater department. And because they would go to general education if you decided right, and, not to be a theater major, you didn't have to decide. Exactly, like I didn't have to officially declare a major right. until the following year. And, and also I knew I was, I was focusing more on getting into the leadership school at that point to, to sort of please my parents. So I focused more on that my, my freshman year while I took theater classes to, I think again, deep down knowing that I would declare the next year. So I wanted to have classes in the bag, so to speak. Did you get cast in a main stage second semester? No, I did not get cast in a main stage until the following year. I was a sophomore, so we can talk about that when we get to Later, that. Sure. But, but um, yeah, um, so that was the only show you did that year because you focused on your other studies. No, at the very end of the year, I did more student theater. Yeah, but just student theater. Student theater. Student did you audition theater. for main stage? I did. I did audition for main stage, and I was crushed when I didn't get it. Because <laughs> right. What yeah, did you did, audition for? Do you recall? Yeah, they did a doll's house and okay. I really wanted to play Torvald. Um, and Steve, what was You wanted to play Torvald, name? the lead, as a freshman because <laughs> you were in but, bases. Yeah, but they gave it to another, and they did, they gave it to another freshman, so. Um, what? Yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Weren't there um, senior actors that were rocking it? Yeah, my school was weird that way, man. I mean, it was, you know, there was, it was such a small, not everyone wanted to act either. So they just did you weird were, things. I had, you know, I had mixed feelings about the way they cast things at my, at my school. But, you should have um, had that part. You're still bitter about Torvald? No, 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 no not bitter. I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm not bitter about any of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a bitter old man over here, like 38 year old still upset about how things went in my school. Well, so the lesson to learn again for our viewers is, you know, you got to let go of that freshman casting of Torvald, man, because you're never going to make it in Hollywood. That's always going to oh. come back at every audition. Yeah.
Let it go, Seth. Let I it guess go. I'm going to be your mentor. Let it go. Yeah, no, it's, it's Speaking of um, classical theater, Heinrich Ibsen, Doll's House, one of the most acclaimed plays ever, changed the course of theater. Um, you know, speaking with education, uh, when I was in New York, I saw a panel of actors. Um, there was probably six or seven, but I only oh. recall two. Who were and, they? Um, Dana Ivey. Okay. And Andrew DeShields. Oh. Do you know either Andrew. of them? Yeah, actually. Andre DeShields, that's interesting. I have a connection to him, believe it or not. I do. I, <laughs> Why we have a podcast together. That's, this wasn't planned either. No, this is not. But we're going to get back to my story, but what's your connection to Andre DeShields? I just saw him in a panel, so I didn't meet so him. So the, the company through which I got my equity card uh, okay. is Classical Theater of Harlem. Um, he's one of their major benefactors. Um, sure. Andre DeShields, he donates... Uh, a hefty chunk of, of money to them every year. Um, and so I went to their gala one year um, when I was living in New York and Andre DeShields spoke at the gala. He wore his, I think it's his signature thing. He had this awesome red suit on and he got up there and he was just as charismatic as you could possibly imagine. And I, you know, I got to shake his hand afterwards. And so it's a, a fairly vague connection. Yeah. Just for like a minute. And thing. Just I mean, met him. Yeah. He was, busy and he had his stuff and I, and I didn't know him and I was honestly I was intimidated um and I have you know I didn't really know I honestly didn't know much about him at that point but um anyway not to digress yet again but what Todd what's what's so the question the panel no that's a great digression this is yeah. why we're doing this podcast it's just amazing um the, the it, and it's on topic of just us talking about education because people I, I guess you know I, I New York don't remember maybe there was a moderator, but the question at hand was, what is your educational background? These are all Broadway. This was New York, mostly Broadway stars. Um, Andre DeShields was in The Wiz, nominated for a Tony multiple times. Um, Did he ever win? Yes, he won for Town recently. He was in That's The Full Monty on Broadway. The, I must have been the original cast. Yeah, because he was nominated. Um, lots of musicals he does, and he's a choreographer. Um, he's on, I wrote it down, Katie Keene on The CW. I haven't seen that TV show. He's in his okay. 70s now. He's an yeah, older he's gentleman. Older, yeah. But they asked him what he had done in his career, and he leaned into the microphone and said, I have never taken an acting class in my life. Would you say that a little closer to your own microphone, Tal? I have never <laughs> taken an acting class in my life. O-M-G, Todd. What does that mean? It means he's never taken an acting <laughs> class in my life. He was, you know, trying to, to not lie to people first off. Right, he was being um, honest, yeah. You, I mean, <laughs> and then, so then Dana Ivey, and again, a big Broadway star. She was in um, Broadway. She's in the original um, Sunday in the Park with George. Oh, okay. She doesn't do a lot of singing, but the reason I thought about this, you made me think about it, was um, she is a classically trained actor. Uh, George Bernard Shaw, she cannot digest enough. And I know she was in a George, she's been nominated for Tony like five times. She's, oh. uh, she was in The Help, was her most recent movie. Oh. Um, she's in her 70s also, an older white actor. She, I think her first movie was The Color Purple. She, she had said, I'm not very good in movies. She was in The Addams Family, the original movie. Who does she play in The Addams Family? She ends up marrying cousin 
it, the guy with the no hair. No way, yeah. He's, she's, and she even said she can't act on screen because she's a theater actress and is trained, so trained and takes she, so many classes. And right. that's why Andre De Shields was saying, I have never taken an acting class in my life. So here's two people nominated for the same amount of Tonys. One has taken every class, the other has taken none. He wasn't bragging. Yeah. And I don't want to make him sound, he, he, the point of this panel was every single person has got here a different way. And I, yeah. like I said, I don't recall yeah. who the other people was. I just remember how funny that was. And my, I, when I was in, I don't know when I saw it, but I saw Dana Ivey in Baby with the Bathwater by Christopher Durang um, at Playwrights Horizon in New York, an off-Broadway show. Yeah. And, um, uh, so I, I've seen her on stage. It's wacky comedy. If those of you don't know Christopher Durang, um, what's, he, yeah, what's his most famous modern play? Sasha, I read it over the. Oh my goodness! I right haven't thought Banya about Christopher and Sonia and Masha and Spike. There you go. Is yeah. His most famous recent play. Yeah. Um, He's got but, a lot. Uh, guess who was in that production? A young actor named W. H. Macy. W H oh don't wait don't you mean William H Macy isn't yeah but back then he his equity name was W H Macy because William H Macy almost ran me over with his motorcycle in Los Angeles <laughs> no he didn't he did I'm you're telling making, you now you're making stuff up dude okay so this is one of the craziest LA stories that I have because of how insanely <laughs> wait, wait I just said you met Andrew DeShields in my first story and now. Y- y- I am Have not. You and this, I met all the same people. Apparently, we run in the same circles, Todd. Well, I didn't meet him. I saw him in a play. Let's yeah. be clear. Okay, so wait. He, are you're being serious, right? I mean, he. Okay, so I'll just tell you the story, and you can judge for yourself whether he almost ran me over with his motorcycle. <laughs> so, okay, this is a little bit long-winded. But when I first visited Los Angeles before I moved to Los Angeles, okay. I stayed with a friend who lived in Hollywood, and I mean, he lived right. He lived on El Cerrito, just north of the Strip there. Um, like close to like Hollywood Walk of Fame and, and Roman's Chinese. El Cerrito. Theater, Do you mean La Brea? Stuff. No, I mean El Cerrito is the name of the this street. But it's just north. It's not a well-known street. It's oh, not oh like it's a, north of Hollywood Boulevard. It's north it, of Hollywood Boulevard. It, it. It's north of the Strip and everything. Just north of it, right? It's just north of Franklin, right? So every, yeah. almost every day I would walk into to town, quote unquote, to the Strip just to like do food shopping, see everything, whatever. Like, so... So when I first get there, he's like, my friend Dominic, who I'm staying with, who's actually a friend from college at the University of Richmond, he tells me, just be careful um, at that intersection of El Cerrito and Franklin when you're crossing, make sure you obey the stop because I almost got run over by William H. Macy on his motorcycle one day because William H. Macy lives up in the hills, which is true. So I I believe you. I am not kidding you, Todd. I don't know what day of my stay this happened, but I was waiting at this this inner because okay so the story goes William H. Macy almost hits my friend with his motorcycle right my friend gets upset and is like oh my god looks at the guy in the motorcycle the guy flips up his visor it's William H. Macy and then instantly my friend can't be angry anymore because it's William H. Macy okay you know and and so instead of being angry my friend goes oh my god I love you and shameless <laughs> and William H. Macy goes it's a great show right and he goes yeah and my friend goes yeah and then William H. Macy just drives off into the sunset on his motorcycle so 
So I, heeding my friend's advice, like I'm sitting there, I'm getting angry. I'm just about to, like, I'm like, screw this. Cause I'm from New York, right? I'm like, I'm, I'm, I don't want yeah. to wait for the light to change. Like I'm used to just crossing. Forget about whatever it. Whatever I want. That was one recommendation I can give to people from coming, coming here from New York is to try to let that go as soon as possible. Like you can't just cross wherever you want in Los Angeles. Um, but I, I wanted do. to, right? So I'm like, um, so I'm waiting there, I'm waiting there. And I'm like, I'm just going to cross. But then I look. I'm like, there's a guy in a motorcycle. And I'm like, no friggin' way. It's William H. Macy just sitting there and just like had my friend. Now, okay, so he didn't necessarily almost run me over. Yeah, so you you were ready for him. I was ready for him. But he was it was the same thing. I couldn't believe it. So, you know, I, I didn't say hi to him or anything, but it was absolutely him. He had his he had his shameless look. You know, he had like the long hair, the crazy yeah. beard and everything. So uh, yeah. you and I both didn't ever meet, just, just so you all know out there, we didn't meet him. I saw him in a play. He was great. Christine yeah. Estabrook was in that also. Do you know that actress? No, Christine Estabrook. Uh, she's, she's one of those, everybody knows her, but she was like in the first season of American Horror Story. She works okay. all the time, but she's yeah, a character yeah. actress now. She yeah. was the wife. And then they were the three leads, Dana Ivey, Christine Estabrook, and yeah. William. H. Macy, and I think there's only two other actors in that show. It's a small show. It's a three-person yeah. show with two smaller parts. Okay. So, um, great. Um, so, that brings us towards the end of our segment where, you know, we're coming out of the pandemic. Um, we just want to give every... So, I, I guess, you know, everybody said, great, Todd. You mentioned that your agent said it's opening up. What, what's to say? There's not much to say. The biggest thing is, she said, which we've known this whole time, be ready for self-tapes. Be ready for self-tapes. There's no reason to not have your own equipment at home ready to go. Um, good lighting, you know, uh, a good camera, whether that be your phone or whatever. Um, yeah, a little ring light. A ring light, you know, experiment. Depending on the lighting setup that's already in your house, a ring light may be enough if you've got some Nat natural light coming in. Natural light's always the best, yeah, but um, I don't have an apartment with natural light, so I got this ring light, and it... Um, do you find Keep that that's talking, enough Seth? for your self-tapes, the ring light? Well, see, it goes really bright. Okay. Yeah, it does go really bright. It's, they're not the world's greatest, but the, yeah. the point is, you know, during the, and the phone, it, this is the basic, and you need to at least have this. Yeah. And then put a sheet up to do and test it. Um, before the, this hit, I have friends that have professional setups, and you always need somebody to read with you that's good. Right. It's not going to upstage you by being really bad or being really loud. Yeah. Uh, that's another tip. Remember that you're, I'm bad at it and I've gotten better when I'm helping my friends, your voice is closer. So you're, it's not your audition. So really, you know, you need to keep your voice down when you're reading because it sounds like you're screaming, but you're generally closer. I mean, some people have the, what do you call that? Lavalor? Lav mic? Yeah, you can yeah which you mic. can buy, yeah. I've got one, You that'll general hook up to your phone yeah a lot of um, so those, not a terrible idea these are all things you should invest in yeah my setup is two softbox lights um and like a backdrop you know two tripods with a cross piece and then i i hang a gray piece of canvas from that backdrop or from that arch whatever you want to call it and that is my backdrop so you know i'm proud of the way my self tapes look um because of that, you know, the two soft boxes, the only thing I don't care for is that the soft boxes are a lot to set up and break down every time. So I am looking into transitioning potentially to a ring light. I haven't pulled the trigger yet. 
Um, although I did just break one of my light bulbs, so maybe now's the time to transition. Um, but well, the tips you, that we're giving, Seth, the time is now because we're coming out of it. That's exactly and the point. What and my agent did say is, you know, when it's this is probably going to be how we do things now for a long time, and it's not like we weren't doing it already. So yeah, everyone who knows anything about any about the business, like everyone knows that we were going to to more self types to begin, like before this all happened. So now it's going to be, I would, I would say it's going to be almost hundred percent self tapes for most stuff, at least preliminary reads, first reads. I think even for, I wouldn't be surprised if even for um, under fives on major network television shows, if those are done remotely in some way, even if it's not necessarily a self tape, um, if they're done remotely. I, I mean, I can vouch, you know, when I, auditioned for Hollywood with just two lines they had me come in but did they they you need know, to yeah you yeah that's done my point is they, now you for, could have had the casting director on the computer giving you notes you know so it might not be a hundred percent self-tape but it might just be remote right we could do it just they might do it just like this anyway exactly. we will keep you posted yeah so um and if you have any questions um I know I know we haven't wrapped it up but it just feels nice to say well we can do it three times Seth it's uh the outsiders biz at gmail.com I'll say it again is our email the outsiders biz b-i-z at gmail.com um just the one other thing what else can you do we have um um I study at Graham Shields Studios oh to segue on that one of our teachers that teaches there um Crystal uh, I was just chatting with her this morning. She has a self-tape today. Um, she's a series regular on a Hallmark show. Um, and that's, that's yeah. still needed to do their next season. So I'm saying it's clear it's happening even today. And if she's so, a self-tape, or if she's a self-tape, if she's a series regular on a Hallmark show, these are not, this is not a small audition that she just got. This is not some student right. film that she's doing a self-tape for. This is definitely something uh, of a higher tier. And that is a self-tape. She's still doing a self-tape. She's not going in the room for whatever this higher level project is. Well, I've noticed that that for bigger projects, you know, they're getting self-tapes from New York. They're getting self-tapes. That's from, what I'm saying. You know, so I, I think it's more common with that, you know, when it's, I think that's why like the, I was pulled into Hollywood because they don't know me, you know, they want to meet people because right. they're all these newbies. Right. But when people have more of an IMDb and more of a resume. Um, so the acting studio is opening July 6th. So we've had our meeting about sanitation. Classes are going to be smaller. So classes are opening up. And what was the name people. of the studio again? Graham Shields Studio. How long have you been there? Um, since, pretty much, since I got here in Hollywood, um, it started out as a one-man, one-night class. And now we have like eight classes a week, three teachers. So it's oh. now, and I, I just work for the studio. Yeah, we're going to get more into depth with our individual programs, but and what, where are you studying? Is, is opening. Um, I study at Playhouse West. Um, it's very well known. Um, there's it started in New York, and now it's here in Los Angeles. Uh, has been for oh. a long time, and it's a Meisner program, um, Meisner from the ground up. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, we I actually haven't heard anything from them about opening up. So I'm I'm hoping that they do very soon because uh, I need to show I will expect before next week you'll hear something. Yeah, they had been really good there. I mean, Robert Carnegie, the man who spearheads the program here in Los Angeles is, he is gung ho. He is a determined fastidious individual. And, you know, he had been communicating with us pretty regularly about reopening and we just haven't heard anything now, but I think it's just because they're working out exactly the plan for their particular version of reopening. Um, sure. 
because you know it, it, that you know when we get deeper into how that program works, uh, it'll become clear. But I could see why it would be difficult to have respo- to responsibly have classes in person um, well, for that particular that's what I mean. program. We're planning cl- class sizes cut in half, and yeah. then those cut in half. Gotcha. In two segments. On camera only, no two-person scenes for just to start. To so when you say cut name. in half, you mean instead of a three-hour class, you do an hour and a half each? No. So there used to be 16 people per class. Right. Now it's going to be nine. Is the nine? Is a full class. Mm-hmm. And the, the day will be cut into two parts. Right. That's what I mean. So yeah, it'll be half. So four people will show up for the first half and five people will show up for the second half. The second and there half. will be a time to exit and just, you know, clean, 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 you know, following the guidelines of LA masks and sanitizers and temperature checks. That's just, you know, whether, you know. Yeah, I went to a bar last night and they they gave me the blast, the temperature check in the forehead. I'm going Um, to a happy hour at four o'clock today. So getting out, but I'm wearing a mask. I'm nervous. I'm going to just do comfort level. Yeah. The bar's packed. I don't they, think it will be. No, they, they can't. It can't. And there can't anyone be, I don't think anyone can actually sit at the bar and you have to buy food, just FYI. Um, yeah, the, like it has to be a restaurant. It's a restaurant. Bar. Yeah, it has to be. I'm saying to be open right now. It can't oh. just be a bar and you have to buy food. And That's it has good to, to know. Be, I'll it, get a it snack. It has to be socially distanced, which I didn't, I didn't well, know it was going to be that way. It's, it's the acting studio. So we will all be yeah. working together. So again, it's our yeah. bubble of people. Um, the other thing you can do, what else? So while you're waiting for Playhouse West to do, what are you going to do to so keep this, your acting career going, Seth? To Austin? get my acting career going? Well, first of all, I didn't know about that this was happening, but the Geffen Playhouse is actually doing an online production. So my friend Amitai, who is my wife's climbing friend, has a ticket to this Geffen, yeah, uh, random, not Somebody a random. climbs your wife? My wife is an avid rock climber. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I had a different image. Yeah, not a, not a, not a, a corporate climber. Not, not, you know, it's not like their club of how to climb the corporate ladder. Good, good. <laughs> That's what I'm teasing. <laughs> No, uh, so, so, so he has a, a ticket to this, this Geffen Playhouse, a remote show. Um, so you, he, you buy a ticket per household. So he has one ticket for his household, and he invited me and my wife and another friend over on Sunday to watch this play happen via Zoom. Um, and I'm just going to uh, sort of read the overview for this play because I find this so fascinating and interesting. So it's called The Present is the name of the show. The it's present called the is The Present. Present, as in present, a gift, or I, I believe now. so. I'm, I'm actually not you sure. You will find out. I um, just wanted to make sure. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, the Present is inspired by Helder Guimarães's own life experience with quarantine during childhood. So it sounds very apropos to mm. right now. Using his signature mind-bending illusions, Guimaras recalls the funny, moving, and ultimately illuminating lessons he learned when he least expected them and shares this story with us at a time when we need it most. This new production will take place virtually via Zoom with a maximum of 25 households per show. Oh. Yeah. So you will be mailed a sealed mystery package in advance, the contents of which will only be revealed during the course of each performance. As Guimaraes's, by the way, I know I'm butchering the pronunciation. It's of that Portuguese. Name. We looked it up, and yeah, it's apparently Portuguese, and my Portuguese is negative. 
Um, as Guimaras' story unfolds, in a unique twist, the present will provide both a virtual and physical experience as magic will also take place in your hands from the comfort of your own home. I can't wait to hear a critique of that next week. Um, I cannot wait for this. We need to let our viewers know. Now, we're just letting you know that things are happening. This is sold out through October 10th, and now I know why. It's only 25 households, households. but the reason we told you about it is they are looking to ex ex expand it. Now, this is, so you go to geffenplayhouse.org, and it's part of the Stay House program. Right. Um, it is $95 a ticket. But for and a household, that's like for the four of us that are going to watch, that means it's not even $25 a show or a ticket. Right. That's so crazy. that's my point. If you know, yeah. you get a group together and you know, get a large group and you know, social yeah. distance, wear your masks, be safe. But um, so you can sign up and um, there's an alert if this is something that really interests you. And yeah. when they add shows, they'll let you know. The other thing is they do have four shows we noticed on streaming. Um, that they have produced. They are uh, on the Broadway HD, and I think one of them is on Amazon. One of them is Rain Wilson from The Office ah, is in it. Dwight so, Schrute. Yes, yes, yes. And um, one of them is Long Day Journeys Into Night, which is... I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, seen, it's... What's that? I've seen a production of Eugene O'Neill's Long Day Journey Into Night, and if you're a newbie in the theater, I might not recommend yeah for your start it's a tough show it's heavy and it might not be quarantine watching you know i mean it's up to you of course but there's a, it's, there's some heavy stuff that's happening all around us I mean, you know and so watching you know neil might not make you feel better about it but dana ivy will be watching it you know dana ivy will definitely be watching right so i mean everybody's yeah. got their different thing i'm just saying that you know there's but there's there are things out there to watch and that's what we should be doing Absolutely. And, and encouraging, you know, so what I think is going to happen, you know, this has obviously been very successful for the Gavin Playhouse since it's sold out through October. I'm sure that more things like this will start happening. I'm sure there's many out there that are already happening that we don't know about. Um, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with trying to do this, something like this yourself. If you're somewhat seasoned, you know, try to come up with ideas for this, some of this kind of stuff. So, right. Self-produce, yep. do exactly. your own, do, do your own zoom play. Why not? Sounds good. Let's, uh, yeah. So um, great, great hearing about your freshman year and get, getting inspired. And, you know, for all of you going back to college, you know, um, study, study, study. It helps. Study, study, study. It can't hurt. Never. We'll, we'll talk more about that in our next episode. Let us know what you thought about these by going to the Outsiders Biz. Yep. With a Z at gmail.com. And we'll gmail read your comments. Thank you for watching. Thank you so much, everyone. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.